Hey guys, how's it going? How are yous? Welcome to a new, ep- new episode of the Chat from the Back podcast. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming back, Scotty. Thanks, mate. Welcome it's good back, to be mate. here. What's happened since our last pod? Oh, I think we talked about the Man U and Liverpool game. Yeah, we had the two of those coming the, up. The Premier League and the FA Cup yeah, draw. The A-League thing. having just started and NRL and AFL looking close to starting. Which they were a month, a month away, away now. now. Yep. Um, it's going to be. It'll be good to get stuck into things, but I think we should get stuck in straight away with the EPL. So Let's do it. it's since the last time we spoke. Obviously, Liverpool and United had a nil or draw at Anfield. They did. Yep. It was a grueling game, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, no team could pull out a result, but. But. Um, then what was it? The week after they had the FA Cup game, which United won. Yeah, congrats, boys, but, you know, you, you obviously played better, and well done. Yeah. But, and, like, since then, like, United had, what, 9-0 win over Southampton. Yeah, but it was absolute flogging, mate, yeah. I can tell you that much. Liverpool have, have what, lost three games in a row now because they lost to Man City this morning. It was a it's... hard defeat to swallow, but we have a lot of injuries, and we've we're putting people... Where we shouldn't be playing out of position. Exactly, and no one's comfortable there. Um, the re- previous results show that we're losing yeah. to first off Burnley, then Brighton, and now to a team that has basically knocked us out of the title race, mate. Yeah. So we'd say Liverpool are out of the race now. Um, or they're on the cusp. We're basically underneath the cusp, I reckon we yeah. are, and something needs to happen for them to kick, get their asses yeah. in gear. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely City's to lose now. They've got the because you've got United in second, City's five points clear with a game in hand. It's going to be hard to overturn that. I'd I'd say unless I think the only way that could have been overturned is if Liverpool did pick up a result this morning, but that's it's not looking good. I, I should say, but it's the Premier League, mate. Anything could possibly happen. It's in been that. a strange twelve months. That that it's, is true. It's. But, yeah. Like, well, like you look at it, also looking at like the relegation battle, Sheffield United. The, like last time we did this, we said, yeah, put a red red mark through them, they're gone. But they've, since then, they've actually picked up a few wins. They picked up. They beat Man U. They beat exactly. They like, beat Man U. If if you're coming last and you're beating a team that's in the top four, mate, I, you deserve to stay up in my book. Yeah. But it'll it'll then also be the point of the teams around that relegation battle. If they pick up points or or not, and then if Sheffield United can keep picking up points, whether they can stay up or not, I believe it is possible. They are they are five points clear of, um, like the bottom half. They're on eight. Yeah. Five, five points is the next one, but that is easily attainable to yeah, get it's... out of out of there because the teams are very close down at the bottom, and depending on how results go, they could possibly get out of there. They possibly might be in the championship next year. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm just getting up, getting up on my phone now. Like the current standings compared to at the bottom compared to what we predicted. So like we've got one right so far. We've got we both we had West Brom going down in last, but they're, they're sitting second last. But we had that right. But besides that, like a lot of our, our positioning isn't looking the greatest. Like some are looking all right. But some of them are just looking really wrong. Like you can see, 
Arsenal in 10th. We had them in 7th. Like Leeds in 11th. We had them... Well, it's pretty much my predictions, but we sort of converged. And I had, had Leeds 5th there in 11th. But yet again, they do have a couple of games in hand, so... Never know, but like... I think this season's just been ridiculous for predicting. I reckon it is too. Too, too many var- variables, I should say. Yeah, it's... But, but to be fair... It, there is still 15 or so more games to go, and it, that could prove very vital too. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the Premier League plays out. We'll obviously have another one, another couple of episodes out before the end of the season. We'll touch on that again more, but I was hoping we'd go all right with, our predi- with the predictions, but I think uh, could be a bit wrong. Oh, we're not perfect, mate. <laughs> no. We're not far off, though. That is true. <laughs> um, awesome. But now we'll get stuck into the NRL pretty big week really this last week we've got Sharks setting Cam McInnes from St. George Illawarra like why they're letting go of their captain I have no idea um, I, I, I think you just can't pay him well then yeah. but to be fair I could be wrong as well well there's also the talk of McInnes coming to Cronulla this season as well potentially just after round one because Sharks and St. George play in round one it's a chance that that could happen if Sharks offer up a trade. But well, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Well, we see it all the time in the in football, well, soccer. We see it happen all the time, but with the trades, I suppose it's a bit of a new thing sort of coming into rugby league where contracts don't mean too much and they're getting trades all the time, but is that an avenue where the game of rugby league needs to look at? Bringing in like say a two week window in the middle of the season where you can do trades. Oh, I reckon it'd be very new to the game and it might not go down as so sweetly as people might think. I, I yeah. think it might be good for the players because well, it, it, it's definitely good for like any international football yeah. club. Well, you could even look at doing it as like a mid season injury transfer. So if you you've lost a couple of players to injury, you can bring in players from other clubs that aren't really getting a run to then fill those voids. See, that now I reckon that's a smart idea. You could do that to start and then change it up as we go. Well, it's, well if you're not getting a run, well, are you really going to play with that team? It's, exactly. Like, and the smart choice is like, to go you, have you, a run. You, you want to play. You want to have fun, you, mate. And and also, from that, like you got... McInnes was announced as signing for Cronulla. Then no sooner did that come out, then Israel Folau was meant to go to St. George. Oh, he's a silly fool, isn't he? Oh, it's... I don't want to get stuck into the politicalness of what he said and all that. But with what he said, you can't avoid getting stuck into a little bit of the politicalness about it. It's... As I saw someone on Twitter when it happened say that they think that St. George could have done that not really wanting to sign him, but just take the heat off of McInnes going to Cronulla. But yet again, why would you want to bring your club into that sort of comments? Well, you know what I mean? Well, no, you, you, it, that's, that's too much hate for me. Yeah. Too, too much, well, as you said, political yeah. ties to it. Yeah. It's, I, I do believe it was wrong. Because well, I, I, I believe but, I heard sponsors were wanting to walk, potentially walk. And then you've got to look, they're really pushing the women's rugby league at the moment. There's a few players in that that are in same-sex relationships. Having someone like Folau come in could be enough for them to go, you know what, I don't want to play, I'm out. Yeah, there's just... It, I believe it's wrong. Like, 
you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No one real, really cares, really. Yeah. Like, it's all you, about the fun of the sport. Yeah. yeah, like, you don't want someone, like, and when he came out with that in Rugby Union, he was the poster boy. Like, if you saw him, you corresponded that to Rugby Union. If something was said by him, you correspond that to Rugby Union. So it's, like, obviously there'd be, if he did sign, there'd be, Massive ramifications in his contract that of things that oh. can and can't be done. But oh, still, it's you don't want to see that happen. No, not with anyone. Yeah, but then also, so like you've got got to look at teams this year as well that could go well and could struggle. I I know everyone writes them off at their own peril every year with Melbourne Storm, but I just think without Cameron Smith, is that going to be a bridge too far this year? I know they've still got Bellamy, but I just think do. You, that without Smith, that changes the complexity of their team. I agree with you, because Smith, he, that team has big shoes to fill. He was a great, yeah. he's a great, he is, still is a great player, but you need something yeah. just as good. Well, to... you look at the, well, you look at, for example, you look at the Roosters last season. Cronk retired. They brought in Kyle Flanagan, who, without doubt, is one of the best young players in the game. And they struggled in points. Uh, yeah, I think they they dropped points they should have grabbed as well. Yeah. Because Roosters are a top team as well. They're, they've got to be in the top yeah. eight. Yeah. They're definitely a oh, they, final They expect to be at the top every year. And like, you see that with the ruthlessness of Flanagan. They've already gone from the Roosters. And they've already got a couple of young guys there. But was that more of a case of using him as that stopgap between Kronk and the younger guys? I don't want to really say younger guys because Flanagan's younger himself, but you know what I mean? Like, there's guys that are younger than him. Was he really just that stopgap for the season? Well, you really... No team should ever use one player as a a goal to get to. You always want to improve on that. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. But as as I said, um, it's pretty much expected they'll be in the top four. So... Yeah, it, well, I think the Titans will go well this year. They've oh, really yeah. recruited well. Um, my my I, I prediction them, for that is I see Titans, them making the eight. Titans I, sixth, mate. Yeah, it's, for me, it's just a matter of who drops out. And with all the drama going on up there at the moment, Newcastle could be that smoke. Like, it's good to, it was good to see them back up there, but a little bit of drama during the off-season, could that be enough to derail them? Oh, it's it could be, but if they really focus down, see what's What's going on? I reckon they'll get in there, but still, Titans. Yeah. I reckon they'll hit for six this yeah. year. Yeah, but um, no, I just got here. Also, I wanted to show you this. That's the new Sharks retro jersey for this year. It's the remake of the '95 Reebok jersey with the sashed hoops. What do you think, mate? Oh, it's very nice. It's very nice. It's good, isn't it? It's a good, it, solid remake of the old school Reebok jersey. I'm definitely getting it. Of course you are. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely. It's probably one. I think I'm loving the fact that you're seeing a lot of the clubs go back into their old kit they, designs to do their man. retro. Like, like obviously you think, oh yeah, '95, not that. And I go, that's nearly 30 years ago. Out of it's, we're we're in 2021 now. I know it's 21 crazy, years like, ago. We were only hitting the decade, the yeah, century. It's ridiculous. The, the millennium. Well, yeah, yeah, even that. Like the new millennium. Like it's. It's been, it's just, yeah, like, it's crazy how quick all the years are going by now, like, to think that, like, 
they seem to think in about 30 years' time, the jerseys that are worn now will be worn as retro then. It's so weird to think. Yeah, think yeah, about. It's, it's a little bit scary, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I think that's enough for the NRL. Let's get stuck into AFL. So with the AFL this year, they've, like, obviously with coronavirus and everything, they've changed the pre-season games. Instead of each team having, I think, two or three, each team's only get one. Each team gets one pre-season game. Do you think... Do you think that will affect teams in their strategies of of watching levels and numbers that players are hitting on the track going into the season? Well, it's unfortunate that you only get to play one. But it is, like most of them get played in Victoria. Yeah. That was a massive yeah. hot spot for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. So they're keeping yeah. safe, which is good. But but do you it, but how do you do you see that affecting teams? Because most te- like. It's big squads in the AFL. Like you sit, use those preseason games to play pretty much everyone in at least a game and a half sort of thing you want to want to look at. It's. I reckon just see what they do at training if they have yeah, have meetings maybe and all in, that. Increase their training load to to make up for the loss of game time heading into the season. Yeah. And then like you've also got to think as well this year they're going back to the full length quarters because obviously last year with coronavirus. They shorten the quarters down, which was noticeable in some games with the lower scores. But do you see that affecting teams? Like, my boys and killed a wee board in Brad Hill, and we sort of struggled a little bit at times because we couldn't really get the run on through the mids. Uh, I reckon... Because of the shortened time. I reckon it'll take a little bit of getting used to again. But these boys are... Expecting yeah. it, they yeah. expect us to run the yeah. whole quarter, yeah. no, like, no stopping. And that could also affect the way teams head into the pre finish this preseason, like training off, because like they come, they got to, you know what I mean? It's a bit hard to talk because it's diff, it's so different coming out of a shortened season last year in terms of games and minutes played. You know what I mean? Coming into this season where everything's straight back to normal, like. Could there be the teams? Could be there a couple of surprise teams that were like, there were last year. Surprise results, good and bad. Could that turn completely around again this year going into full length games? Oh, there's no doubt it's going to be there's going to be surprises, uh, especially with teams that are used to the shorter quarters. But for yeah. teams that have been playing non-stop, yeah. whole quarter, whole quarter, whole quarter. Yeah. They it's, they're gunning for yeah. it this year. They won't yeah. they won't expect to be like just relaxed yeah. through some of the game. They're going to yeah. be pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's going to be good seeing everything back to normal. Um, how, again, how that affects the teams, we don't know, but we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. I'm definitely looking forward to getting everything back to normal in terms of game game time and everything, but. But it's it's good to get back to normal though. Oh, Fine, it is, finally. 100%. And then let's get st- stuck into the A League. So, also you got the game game about to kick off in a moment with Sydney versus Wellington. Um, they only played each other what just over a month ago, really. At um down in Wollongong, Sydney got yeah. up. What was it? Two one, I believe. Two one. Two. That was the two screamers like. Just set my phone up to watch it on Foxtel Go right now while we record, but obviously the crowd numbers now are bigger. Like we saw on the weekend, had the Big Bash final. 
Congrats to the Sixers. Sixers yep. Well done, guys. That's what that's back to back. So no matter what comp you're in, it's hard to go back to back. But congrats, congrats. But you saw in saw in that game, it was seventy five percent capacity for the stadium. Oh, it's especially with the cricket. Cause that, yeah. That's one of our some major summer sports. Yeah, it's, it's one of the great to see yeah. everyone back there having a time of our life. Yeah, and is, could that be a good sign of things to come now? Because I'm pretty sure I remember seeing Sydney CEO Danny Townsend put out a tweet saying, like, yep, no, that's the way it is now for the stadiums in New South Wales, 75% going forward, which I think is good. You've got the, got the cove out there tonight. They're going to be able to make noise and be active. Obviously, they have to wear the masks, but, like, none of us want to wear them. But you know what? If it means we can be there at the games and, and sing for the team, I'm all for it. 100%, because obviously you want to get out there. You want to see the boys play. And it makes a difference to the players as well, hearing that support. Well, they haven't heard, ever since they went to twenty five percent in stadiums. They're actually happy about that. Yeah. So seventy five percent, they're going to be loving this. Yeah. So Th- hopefully, doesn't matter yeah. who you are. So I hope that's a sign of things to come, like getting the crowd numbers up at all the games, and hopefully, who knows by by the time the finals come around, fingers crossed, everything's going well with the pandemic, and we may even get one hundred percent. I don't want to say it's unlikely or it's likely, but. If we keep going like we are, there's a good chance it could happen. Well, at the moment, it's still up in the air as it is. Yeah. Um, everyone's being safe, so that's yeah. a good sign. Um, f- few new cases that I know of, but yeah. it hasn't hit double yeah. digits at yeah. all. And it's so. not really community transi- transmissions, sorry. It's more like the hotel quarantine or you had the case with the in Wollongong where it was some that they passed all their tests in quarantine and then they tested positive on day 16 after they've left isolation but that but they're saying that could happen but at least they seem to be on top of it already but so then they are prepared yeah, for it so yeah. that's good so but also the surprises of the season so far I think Melbourne victory being on the bottom I saw a thing on yeah. Facebook today saying not Melbourne victory but Melbourne loss FC yeah so like, well that's the thing like, something's going on here what's going on with Melbourne they didn't do it I'm not trying to say Sydney's caused it but they haven't been the same side since they lost six. Was it six one or six nil in the semi final? Yeah, two years ago. Two yeah, two years ago, I reckon. And then, um, and then on top of that, then even I think the even bigger surprise, Central Coast Mariners leading. I uh, yeah, I still can't believe that. Well, even though you yeah, say it, and no, I've no, seen no. it, I, I can't believe it. And you're look like Matty Simon's getting getting <laughs> in the goals. Thanks, mate. It's all right. It's you know what it's. I think that's a great surprise to have see the Mariners back up there. They've struggled for so many years that having them back up there, I think, is good for the game. I'm, re- you, I'm really hoping the, they get in the semi-finals this well, year. We see it there, like, like everyone talks about how the Mariners didn't really have much of a crowd the last couple of years, but they haven't really been winning. So there's no, you know what I mean? It's, but you see them now; they're winning games, and you've got fans coming to the games, and it's like they're they're packing out as much as they can. Like they got some fire on it, mate. It's, like I love it. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And like, and also like, they're scoring goals. Like a lot of the teams in the league are scoring gun goals. A lot of the talk is about the new ball, the new balls this season that Nike produced. Like, looking at the way they are, they're the same as they're using over in Europe in some of the leagues. But I still, I haven't seen. Just keep in mind, mate, the player keeps the ball. Yeah, but it's the science around the ball as well. But then also, you're looking at how many goals have been scored in the in the league. Like you look at the game the other week between Western United and Perth. 
Oh, was it 5-4? Five, 9-goal thriller, mate. 9-goal thriller. Oh, Wellington just nearly scored. but That's uh, all right. Redders is on it. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, you look at that game, like, and what was it? Eight goals in the second half. Like, I've never seen that in a melee game, like, mate. Look, like, we, we play, played together in the same team last year. Obviously, we wanted to go again this year. Things happened. That hasn't happened. I'm moving on to a new club, but... Don't even get results like that in the games we play. Like, <laughs> no, no, you do. Like, well, you may get like a f- five-four or a, or a whatever, but you don't get eight goals in a half. I've never seen it happen. It's... I've only seen it happen once, and that was yeah. two goals apiece in each half. Yeah, it's crazy. And like we've also had the Asian Champions League draw. I can't. I know. I think we. I know we've got Gamba Saka. Which oh, for me is like that's going to be a draw and a half. That, that's like well for me like if I had to pick a team in the J League that I go for, I'd say I, I'd go I'd go for Gamba. They have always been a good team, well, especially in the J League. So it'll be interesting to see how the ACL goes this season. I think they're talking about doing it in a hub again for the group stage, like they did last season, which I honestly think it worked really well. I reckon it did. It- it was smart. It's the only problem is when they're doing it is around the time of the end of the A League season heading into finals, which means Sydney could be taken away for a little bit. Or well, Sydney, M- Melbourne City, and who who else is there? I think it was Brisbane. 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 Yeah. Like it's well, there's another team that's surprising this year. Bris- it's Brisbane up the top as well. Yeah. And, um... And like I, saw I think they're on par with um, Central Coast, Coast. Well, they? I saw a thing today where Robbie Fowler is actually taking praise for it, but I don't know. I don't know if you do give him the praise for it. I think Warren Moon, who came in when Fowler couldn't come back because of COVID, he's really... I don't know what it is, but like you look at like with Corica with Sydney FC, ex-player for the teams, you're in the A-League, and you get, get the same with like Melbourne Victory, you've got Brent Brebner, who, who used to play for him. Like you start to get that flowing effect and even like you can even see it at the games with the crowds that are there like even with the juniors that are coming through that they're starting to be that real bond with the club and the fans oh of course mate. there's always going to be a, it's, a, it's a respect thing I'd, I should what say but well, what is it there was a guy I can't remember who it was for that was like 16 and debuted recently you got to think about it 16 his whole life he's known nothing but the A-League and I think that's the big changing point for the game in this country is you're starting to get to those youngsters that have known nothing but the A-League bang around. So they, they know nothing but professional f- football at a, at a decent standard in this country. And I know people say it's not the same as Europe and whatever, but, like, none of us that enjoy the A-League say it is that standard. you just got to enjoy it for what it is. Of course, and it's a bunch of people playing the sport they love having their fans there, having the time of their lives, just enjoying themselves. And, and that's like, what the A-League is. And like you see some of the overseas players come in and struggle as well on occasion. It's, it, it, it is it a is, tough league. And there's, it's a tough league, and, and, it's, meant to be but get, it's different. And apparently they're getting good good viewership numbers overseas as well, which I think is amazing for the league. And the A-League will always be what it is. Yeah. It won't be Europe, fair enough. That's, yeah. that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. But if you watch it, enjoy it for what it is, it is a great league. Of course, and you'll be wanting to watch it every single weekend, yeah. <laughs> like us. Yeah. But now, so into our final lot of sport before we wrap it up, mass, there was a massive game of sport in the US today in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay versus Kansas. 
congratulations to the Tom Brady Buccaneers, really, because <laughs> he directed them around the field today. Like, seven Super Bowls. Seven Super Bowls, five MVPs. Freaking nature, mate. Are, you, are we ever going to see that again in our lifetime? Oh, mate, I don't think so. Well, no. well, even if not our lifetime, will that ever happen again? Oh, no, I don't think so. I'm it's, pushing on no because the game was spectacular. Yeah. Well, like, obviously, you had to work today, so you can watch. I chucked the highlights on for you before. I watched it. Had a few too many brewskis and <laughs> sort of had a bit of a nap when I got home, but. Like, it's alright, I, I came here to wake yeah, you up, yeah, mate. It's oh, all good. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like, because I watched it down at Boyles. And, like, watching it there, like, a few of the guys. Was, was saying with some of the penalty calls like they were a bit dubious but yet again it's just tying in with everything we already talk about with like AFL, NRL, A-League, Grand Final like the Grand Finals, FA Cup Final, Champions, European Champions League Final whatever any of those big finals the referee is going to look at something and if there's the most minuscule chance of, of, of a foul being called they're going to call it in those big games. Of course they, but they do need to remain professional Yeah. so you can't really hate the ref. Yeah. He's the one that's in charge, mate. Yeah, so. you, you can only play play what's in front of you. And it's the same for both teams. Like, yeah, you may look at, game, at finals like that or super, like the Super Bowl where it seems all the decisions are going against you. But yet again, at the, at the end of the day, if, if you're, start, you're starting to give away a few fouls, like a few penalties, you clearly need to look at your own game and say, all right, we need to tone it back in. Like, we need to chill out, but... And especially if you're consistently making fouls, yeah. the ref's going to look at you and go, oh, come on, mate. Come on. Like, I'm, I'm going to call you. Yeah. If I'm going to call you on it, I'm going to call you on it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you just can't give, you can't give the officials any chance to pin you for anything. Well, no. Like, as soon as you give them a chance, they're just going to, they're going to jump all over it. But, but as I said, I showed you the highlights. What did you think of the game? Oh, I reckon the Buccaneers just controlled every single aspect of that yeah. field. Well, early on, they seemed... I was tossing up all last week about who I was thought was going to win, and I even spoke to a few of my customers at work that watch NFL, and the Bucks started defensively the way I thought could work, which was playing more over and giving Kansas City underneath passes or a little bit of a run game for Pat Mahomes, and I think you look at it, and that's where Kansas City struggled. They couldn't really get in that settled offense passing offense and I think that was really the story of the game like and the defense a lot, a lot of fumbles yeah. as well I saw from yeah. Kansas City yeah like can, can, that's probably Kansas, Kansas City's worst game in the last two years or really three years well then mate it's, I reckon they really need to work on their get, handling of yeah, the ball and well, make, make seems, a simple catch yeah, how about that yeah it's like well, I said that's the worst game I've seen them play in years and I don't know what like whether they need whether they need to work on that a bit more by heading into the next season but I don't know yes please but Gideon, work on it <laughs> Gideon also was Tampa creating history by not just winning the Super Bowl in, in the home stadium but being the first team to play a Super Bowl in the home stadium and that could also be a reason why some of the calls seemed a little bit dodgy because there was more Tampa fans there than KC you know what I mean it's well it's, usually the home team has the advantage always but but you've got to think, that's the first time the Super, the Super Bowl team has played in a home stadium. This is true, this is true. Like, their home locker room, everything was just normal. 
it's just another game. Yeah, but yeah. Congratulations to the Bucks. Congratulations to Tom Brady. Like me, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I'm spewing we weren't there, and I've, I've hated Brady because he plays in New England. But after today, even being a Pittsburgh fan, there is no no doubting at all. He's the greatest of all time. He's got he's got to be up there with the NFL, like yeah. a legend of the game, yeah. I should say. Oh, he's going to first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer, definitely. It's, if he's not him, well then there's something. Well, they were even there. saying in the pregame, like, look at some of the some of the greats. Like, for example, everyone know, ever like, I know you're not as big on the NFL, but like, you know who John Elway is? Of course, yeah. At the age Tom Brady is now, John Elway was already in the Hall of Fame, and to be in the Hall of Fame, you've got to be retired for five years. See now, like that's like, I, it's like, like, Father Time is always undefeated, but could Tom Brady be the one to beat Father Time? Mate, yeah. if it's to- if you say it's Tom Brady, well then I will believe it. I yeah. yeah, so it's just crazy, but, but there we go. A little bit longer show this week, half hour, but yeah. So this is a straight podcast. If you want to check anything else out, jump onto my YouTube channel at Ben's Vlogs and Things. Go check out my Twitter uh, at Benny Gould. If you've got any questions for the shows coming up, leave them. Leave them on my Twitter. Just tweet out to me. Or you head over to my YouTube and just comment on videos or follow links on there to different things. and Anything you want us to talk about? Yeah, yeah hit us up. Uh, I'm going to look at setting up an email account and a Twitter account maybe for the, sh- for the show. But, yeah, Scotty, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, mate. Again, it's always mate. a pleasure. Yeah, Th- thanks for giving a listen to us on, on Spotify. You know what? I think we can call it. Yeah, I reckon we've got nothing we, else. We yeah. call, we'll call it now. We'll hopefully come back to you in a couple of weeks. Hopefully not as long next time, <laughs> but we'll try. We're going to try and get get more of a schedule going. But yeah, thank, thanks for giving us a listen and chat from the back. As I said, get on the Twitter at, at Benny Gould. If you've got any questions or anything, shout us out on there and. Hope you're listening, and and if you've got any questions, and you shout out there on there, we'll give you a shout out in the next next pod and video and vodcast. Few few technical issues today with the camera, so we couldn't actually re- record it. But but uh, hopefully that we'll have that all sorted next time, and like which, we'll, which will be very which soon. Will be good. <laughs> and uh, like I always say, to end every podcast and every video, keep living a great life. Peace. Thanks.